Welcome back to another episode of Black Girl Fly. I'm your girl, Tanisha Nicole. I'm Shonda Dixon. <laughs> and we're back for a part two of Leading While Black. And so Tashana was dropping some serious <laughs> knowledge, I don't know about that, okay. some bars, okay, in the last episode. I was like, we could talk for about three more hours on this subject, actually. So where do you want to start from where we did, like from where we left off on the last episode? Yeah. So at the end, I really wanted to express that there's a lot of positivity that comes out of being able to be a leader while black. So I think that that's probably the most ideal space to go and I, and I mentioned a couple of things that I, I kind of want to talk about too um, like <laughs> the Oreo thing that I brought up last minute Girl, but oh so I, I'll just I'll, I'll start here that in the last episode Tanisha mentioned that when people get to know you it changes their perception or or it it takes away those stereotypes they have in their mind or their preconceived notions one of those one of those things that, and one of the things that I've heard aside from that is that when they get to know you, you're just different from all the other black people, right? Like that's not yes, that's I not a characteristic that. of black people. You just happen to be different. Unless you got to know all of them. <laughs> I mean yes. Right. That's the but, difference. You but, don't know them. <laughs> but but it's different for other cultures. Like when you think about yeah. like the stereotypes with Asian people and, and even I thought this. I was like Asian people are smart. Can mm-hmm. we get one of those stereotypes? Can we get a good stereotype? We got I like our dance. Athletic, but I can't dance, so it doesn't help for me. You know how to step on the beat. That is better than most. Okay. (laughs) But so I say that to say is that back to being a leader, that when you're a leader, you have so much more, so many more eyes on you, right? Mm -hmm. That you that you have an ability to influence many more people and it starts to shed some of those. So when when you do that, it's not that you're just the one-off black person mm. <laughs> that people actually develop a relationship with you and they realize, oh, black people can be smart, <laughs> right? Yeah, or, right? Or black people could work hard or different things like that. And, and one of the things that was really hard for me growing up, I would say too, is that black people, well, black people would always tell me I'm an Oreo. White people would never tell me I was an Oreo. Facts, facts, <laughs> facts. I think black people actually made that term up. Like... <laughs> That's not that did not come from white people. Yeah. Yeah. But I, I do feel like there was this idea that I was just different from all other black people. Mm-hmm. Did you experience that? Yeah. I mean, I've always felt different from every type of people <laughs> <laughs> just by my nature. But um, but yeah, I mean, I remember having this situation. Oh, my goodness. When I when I lived in D.C., I was like when I was younger living in D.C. and I worked at this restaurant and I was a server there. And I mean, I loved my job as a server. And there was another guy who was a server there also. And he he was much older than me, for sure. I was probably early, early, maybe about 23, probably. This man was at least like 36, 37 And it wasn't like a really fancy restaurant. It was a nice restaurant, but the neighborhood was still kind of rough. It was like one of those gentrifying areas or Mm -hmm. whatever. But he had this persona like, this is my hood. And like, I have this job and, you know, I'm doing well for myself and like all that. But I came to the job like, I'm grateful for this job and like happy to be here. But it wasn't like I didn't. And I'm I am putting these thoughts like into his head or like trying to express what I was feeling from him. Yeah. 
but apparently I was giving off the perception like I didn't need the job, but I was just there, right? And so we had this big confrontation because I used to put my tips like in a jar and my tips were always low, like by the end of the night. And I'm like, somebody up in here is stealing my tips. Oh, wow. And so like, I really, I confronted everyone about it. And then this last time I literally saw him taking the tip money out and I confronted him oh, about wow. it. Okay. And I'm like, you stole my tip money. <laughs> He's like, no, I didn't. And like all this stuff. And it was a huge, huge blow up. And he's like, you like basically saying you, you rich or like you yeah. didn't, you didn't come from struggle. You don't need this. Like I need yeah. this. And I was like, <laughs> you don't know nothing about Uh-oh. me. First of Uh-oh. all. And you know, I kind of, you know, that, that part came out real quick, but I was just like, you have no idea. Yeah what my story is and yet you have you know created the, this vision yeah. of me in your mind and about so much what you so think. that you have the audacity to steal from me because you think i don't need it yeah. are you crazy yeah. i'm like so anyway so to answer your question with the long story as i like <laughs> to go on my tangents is that yes i have had people you know think that i am someone different than who i am if that makes sense yeah not that I can't be the person. It's not like I'm faking because, you know, I didn't come from this. This is just who I am and how I have embodied my journey. Yeah. Yeah. So I I kind of forgot. I know. My bad. (laughs) I'm just distracting you. But but I mean, I think you were you were saying like people calling you Oreo like as an experience in people kind of pegging you. Yeah. Versus having the opportunity to get to know you and yes. making decisions off getting to know you. Exactly. Yeah. And, and so just thinking down that line and going back to, to leading while black is that I did want to talk about the influence power that you have, that, mm-hmm. that you have the opportunity to change so many lives and, and yeah, it's a struggle and, and yeah, all your days are not going to be fun. Right. <laughs> but you have to make a decision that if it's worth it to you. And the thing that I think about is that I have, well, I'm going to have three little ones, right. That oh are going to come behind 2.5 me. right now. <laughs> but, and, and it was, it were the people who came before me are the ones who gave me the opportunity mm-hmm. that it wasn't easy for them that they had to endure things. I'm sure I could not endure now. <laughs> Yo, I'd be like, our people went through slavery, <laughs> but but not just that. I mean, like, think about like the the first person I seen uh, in Black History Month. They were showing different things. The first person who graduated from medical school, how she, they the the teachers wouldn't let her in the classroom. She stood out in the hall, wow, to to learn, wow, right? And, and she still graduated. She's the first African American person to graduate from nursing school. And with, she had to stand however, out in the hall. with all these extra barriers. Yes, <laughs> still had to perform at the same level. Yes. Yes, and, and, and it's those people, and now we come to a point where, where people say, oh, you know, we didn't know racism exists, and then you get Donald Trump in, and you're like, oh, yeah, uh, it's here, and, and when you give power to these voices, you understand that it's still there. Right, um, right, when, right. when you have an experience where you're unsafe just because of what you look like or you're going to be treated differently because of what you look like, you realize that it's still there and so that we still need these people. And, it, and it's not in the same position that it was in the 1960s and the 1980s. And, right. and, and it's different now. Now you have these microaggressions all over the place. You have these wage gaps. You have these yeah. um, wealth gaps. higher unemployment rates, right? Yeah. And you have so much. And it 
takes people, and, and, and I say that it, it takes people to be uncomfortable, to have some bad days, yeah. to have to voice your opinion in a time where you would think that you don't have to voice that opinion. Right. Uh, because, I mean, it's like if you can spread that in this little microcosm and those people spread it even further, yeah. like that that's progress. Yeah. That's what that looks like. Yeah. And so I did want to ask you before we close this section out, this conversation is really reminding me a lot about purpose. Yep. And when we talked about purpose before, I, I don't know what episode that was, but I feel like we've always sought purpose outside of our nine to fives. Mm-hmm. But I, I'm remembering what you had said about your purpose. Yep. And it sounds like you're fulfilling that. That's why I can't let go of my <laughs> every <job>. day, right? <laughs> That's like, why I get so angry and I still want to go back. <laughs> it it is. And what remind the people? You, yeah. So for purpose. me, it was about educating people about the fact that there is more out there that you have the opportunity that all you have to do is step into it and acknowledge that you are worthy. And, and I told you that came from me having that same experience where I felt like um, I wasn't good enough. That that there were other people who didn't look like me or didn't have the same experience or come from the place that I came from who were worthy, who were smarter, who were, I mean, I made up stuff at this point, but it was being put in that environment where I was able to see that they weren't that different from, from me and that I was just a smarter, smarter than they were Mm -hmm. and that I could have those things. And, and, and being in this position for me does give me that opportunity I think my most favorite part of the job is the fact that I can hire people, <laughs> but I, I, I still, and in my journey, I can find the diamond in the rough mm-hmm. and, and, and I do that. I, I'd say I can do that with anything. I do that with houses, right? right From an investment right. perspective, I do that with people as well. And, and being in a, in a leadership area to be able to pick people up and dust them off and show them that they are a diamond is probably the most rewarding thing. Yeah, I love that. I love that. And so, I mean, I just challenge ourselves as we think about our purpose and like thinking that that has to be separate from what we're doing now or that what we're doing now is not fulfilling that when in actuality, the reason why we probably are drawn to what mm-hmm. we do is because it does allow us to fulfill our purpose. Yeah. So I know we don't have a lot of time. I do want to ask you about <laughs> that. So for a long time, as long as I can remember, You've been saying education. I want to be in education. I want to be in education. And I know some of the times that we spoke, you were like, oh, I don't feel like I'm having the impact that I'd like to have. But you've stuck around now. Like this was a job that you left and you were like, I'm not coming back. And then you came back. Yeah, that is so funny that you bring that up because, right, I have always wanted to be in education. And guess what? I work in education, (laughs) Um, right, life fulfilled. But funny, this week I was actually talking to someone about how a couple of years ago, when this is probably what you're remembering, I was like, yo, education is so jacked up. (laughs) You still said that last year. (laughs) It might have been last year. I was like, yo, this is too big for me to solve. Like, I can't, you know, like I thought this was part of my purpose, but I cannot fix this like yeah this is deeply ingrained in the system and like it is so big and I said that I said that out loud to a few people yeah me <laughs> right right <laughs> but guess what I do now go ahead I am solving the systemic problems in education like yeah. how incredible is that 
Like, I am solving the issues that I thought were too big to solve. Wow. And it blows my mind when I'm able to think about that. So is that why you stick around? That is why I want to continue to stick around. You <laughs> okay. know what I mean? Because, yeah. I mean, this has been, we like, I've been figuring this out yeah. <laughs> over the last few months. But, yeah, it excites me. It excites me to be doing this work because I have hope and I have faith and, and like, future generations are going to benefit from this as well as current ones, right? Oh. We're affecting real change. And I will tell you, that was not always the case. Sometimes we were just telling the clients what they want to hear because they're paying us. Like, yeah. But that did not sit well with me. Yeah. And I knew that that was not why I, I was there. And so now that I have some an opportunity to do something different, I really, you know, I feel compelled to bring oh, my good. full self to that. So that's good. So I, I did want to mention, though, that in your situation, I do feel like it's a lot tied to your role. But that I think that when any one of us searches ourselves, that we can find a, a portion of why we believe that we're here and what it is that we're doing. Good point. Good point. And that that can be something that keeps you going back yes. or maybe allows you to identify a shift that could better position you to to be in that in that space i like that a lot yeah like lean into those areas yeah find that yeah find that sweet spot and then lean in if yeah. that makes any sense i think it's good i like it i like it well so <laughs> huh, we're just gonna leave y'all here oh any closing words i, could, I think that's good <laughs> my right. drop Bike job. All right, y'all. So until next time, I'm your girl, Tanisha Nicole. And I'm Shana Dixon. And, and we, we are Black Girl Fly. Girl Fly.